welcome to the Curious and Connected podcast, where we're trying to connect students in the EDD program and beyond to foster a sense of community. My name's Leah, and I'm joined by my co-hosts. Monica here. Kala. And today, our guest of honor is one of our very own hosts, Monica. <laughs> um, so, Monica, tell us about you. Yeah, so my name's Monica. I'm 31 years old as of yesterday, June 4th. <laughs> and, Happy, uh, birthday. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Another, another trip around the sun. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. And I'm in the EDD program. It's actually my second doctorate. I did my first doctorate in physical therapy. Uh, I went on to become a residency trained in neurophysical therapy. So I work primarily with people who post stroke or brain injury, uh, Parkinson's, whatever neuro thing you have, I can help. Uh, and then from that, I went into teaching. So I also teach full-time at the College of St. Mary. Uh, and then I, again, teach in the neuro track. So I'm teaching the kids how to do what I do. That's a little about me and my, my work life. That's amazing. Thanks, Monica. Yeah. Sure. So I guess when you're not working or doing classwork for this program, et cetera, what helps you reset and maintain balance? That is a great question. When I find time, <laughs> uh, I know we're all pushed for time, but when I find it, I love hanging out with my husband. We're big foodie people. And I tell everybody I can, uh, if you're not on the Yelp game, you got to go. <laughs> we're, we, we've read up so many reviews now that we're doing things called like Yelp Elite, where we get to go to events and get free food and try new things. What? So it became our date night that we... Uh, we review places uh, and we're, we're those people. So I do that. And then I like to Peloton and uh, hang out with people. So yeah, that's, that's what I like to do. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm probably going to look you up on Yelp now. Well, oh my what, what's the best restaurant in Omaha, Nebraska? <laughs> oh man, that's a tough one. Um, so I wouldn't want to, you know, you know, blow my spot up already. I have to read my reviews, but I'll tell you the one I'm looking forward to the most right now. It's on my to-do list. There's a rooftop bar at the Peregrine Hotel, and they have apparently these the most fabulous drinks here in Omaha. So that that's the one I'm gonna put on my to-do list. So look out for that one. Oh my gosh. That sounds good. Yeah. I, I am so intrigued by this. I'm definitely going to have to ask you questions about this Yelp elite status because it sounds like goals. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Awesome. Um, so totally switching gears from like what you like to do and all of that. So we would love to hear about a topic that has spoken to you in our course content so far in this EDD program. Um, so give us your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, originally, before this past week in our current courses, I was going to say something about leadership uh, in our first class of leadership theory, but this memory stuff has got me, like, jolted. (laughs) As a professor or a teacher in uh, physical therapy, I, and, like, just with with my patients, I'm always trying to teach them new things and figure out the best way to provide that information so it sticks, Uh, and so, you know, just kind of going deeper into how memory is stored and using retrieval cues and uh, how we can best set up the environment to foster learning is like shaking me to the core of how I teach. 
<laughs> so I would say that's probably my that's my most interesting thing right now. So you know, TV determined if there's another thing that kind of <laughs> overwhelms me. <laughs> yeah, it honestly, the last couple of weeks have been blowing my mind as well. Even some of the activities or exercises we've done, I'm like, how on earth can I not remember the words I just looked at three seconds ago? <laughs> but it's because we don't have cues and all that stuff. I'm just like, wow, it just makes. It's so interesting to me because I'm not a teacher. I work in education, but in higher ed. So super interesting. So I'm sure it's very applicable to the classroom in your daily work. Oh, yeah, for sure. It was funny, too. We, when we were writing these reflections, I'm like asking the professor, how do I use this in my class specifically with this, with this? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, um, outside of class, tell us in the accomplishment you're super proud of. Um, work personal or actually maybe you're in this program whatever comes to mind oh man I would say probably my number one thing was graduating um, from my doctoral program in physical therapy my uh, both my parents are uh, high school level educated uh, or GED and uh, really the first one in my family to go that far. And it was just such a major accomplishment that I didn't think was in the realm of possibilities when I first started out. Uh, you know, my, my guidance counselor in high school told me to set my sights a little lower. <laughs> wow. uh, so it was just one of those moments that, you know, walking across that stage and, and turning the tassel was a moment that I'll never forget. Uh, kind of personally. And then I would say a very close second is uh, when I was in the clinic working in inpatient rehab and working with this person who's post-stroke, they were young, like fifties with a family that they're taking care of. And they're, this was, they had no risk factors for stroke. It just happened um, out of the blue and obviously very, you know, scary and debilitating and we're working to try to get back just the simple uh you know one foot in front of the other walking and the very first step that was independence I mean it was just absolute bliss of being able to see that first step uh, and experience that with somebody and know that I helped facilitate it and that they worked so hard for it it was just a moment of just like pure bliss (laughs) I can't like I get chills every time I think about it so they were crying I was crying uh, you know, the whole room just started clapping. It was just great. So, those would be the two. It's amazing. Doing some really important work there in physical therapy. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, me being curious, working in higher ed and student affairs. So, you said you didn't have the most supportive <laughs> guidance counselor um, in high school and stuff. But so, once you got to college, I mean, not every, especially first generation college students navigating you know, all that there is in the college experience between registration and financial, all that stuff for the first time. Like how, how did you make it through? Like who supported you? Like, how did you find your own way? Um, I'm sure it sounds like you're, you know, you had a supportive family, just they hadn't been through it before. Um, but I'm curious about that experience. Yeah. It was kind of a crazy kind of, you know, God putting people in my, in my path at the best times possible. And so, um, I initially gravitated towards sports and I was on the lacrosse team for the first year and it was probably like the most miserable. I was like kind of over the whole college experience. <laughs> and then my college roommate at the time um, decided to go out for a rush for sorority life. And I was like, not really for that life. I was kind of figuring out like who I wanted to be and, and where I wanted to go. And so she kind of drug me <laughs> into this 
rushing of sorority life and I ended up getting into the sorority that I was like, all right, if I get into anything, I'll, I'll do that one. So I ended up getting in and the people in that sorority were just so supportive and so like forward thinking more than I ever even thought about. Uh, and so a couple of them actually went, were already in the physical therapy like path of like, you need to do so many things before you even think about applying to PT school that I was so unaware of. And so they just really helped, you know, center me, figure out, do I actually want to do this? Is there other avenues that I could look into? And so I ended up shadowing a bunch of different professions and I stuck with physical therapy. And so here we are now. Awesome. So speaking of where you are now, we are curious, where would you see yourself in five to 10 years after completing this program? So you have two, they call these terminal degrees. So you'll have two doctorates, but maybe five to 10 years past that, where do you see yourself? Well, (laughs) you know, five years ago, I told myself I would never be in another doctoral program. (laughs) I'm not going to jinx myself by saying that. (laughs) Maybe JD or MD. Oh, Lord. Lord. (laughs) No, but I would, you know, I really love higher education. It does feel like a calling. And I also love the clinical work. So um, keeping a blend of those two would be great. Uh, There's a lot of change that I think higher ed is in desperate need for both on the policy side and just the public viewpoint of what we expect like the grading systems to look like how do we provide equitable education how do we get people who you know are like me first generation or people who are uh, you know struggling just to get into their seat at college how do we get those people who I know will be great into this field that needs them so desperately Uh, so that's kind of where my passions lead that's kind of the leadership approach to this program that I love so much of how do I get you know what I think should be right in the world how do I make those action steps it's amazing and I'm sure this so this like kind of follow-up is probably could be speaking to some of your students who may be looking up to you looking at what you're doing right now what would you say to someone listening who would want to be you either in the PT side the education side whatever you know your many hats that you wear um, but what would you say to someone or maybe to yourself five ten years ago um, who is looking at you now saying like wow I would love to be Monica <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So I would say like the sky is definitely not the limit. Like there's so many possibilities out there than the box that you put yourself in. And it's just a matter of reaching out. Like if you are listening to this and you're not even a part of the Vanderbilt program, you are like in eighth grade, please email me. (laughs) Uh, Because I really do think that it's like the people in this world that continue to make each other better. And I'm just like, so appreciative of the people who helped make me better. And I want to be able to give that back to somebody else. So definitely, you know, use your resources that are around you, but also don't be afraid to reach out to people who you may or may admire from afar. Uh, Cause most, most times people just want to help uh, in whatever way they can. And so if that's just a 20 minute conversation about, you know, what are the steps forward? What does this path look like? Is this for you? Those are all questions that I love answering for perspective, people looking at PT or looking at higher ed, um, or even just trying to navigate 
out of their small towns like I'm from. So if you're, if you're resonating with any of those things, call me up, email me, <laughs> email people in this program. They are more than willing to uh, reach out and help. Yes. I love that. I, in a couple of our courses, we talked about networking and how networking is not a dirty word. Like if you admire someone, if you, you know, want to learn from someone, whatever it might be, most people are more often than not more than willing to chat with you or email with you, whatever it might be. So well, Monica, it sounds like you've been demonstrating a lot of leadership in this area. And our next question is what does leadership mean to you or what does your ideal leader look like? Oh, yeah. So I would say my ideal leader looks like that video that we saw. <laughs> you remember back to a couple classes ago where this person just starts dancing where there's like barely any music and there's like this field. Yes. I think being able to take that first uncomfortable step and allowing space for everybody else to take it with you, whether that be in trying to change, you know, the random policy at work that stops you from being able to make your own schedule or whatever it is, however big, however small, just somebody being able to take that first uncomfortable step into the unknown and allowing space for everybody else to come dance next to you <laughs> until, you know, it's a major rave and then everybody's having such a better time, life, et cetera, because of it. So that's what I think leadership means. I love that. <laughs> Very, very good example. Very metaphor <laughs> for leadership. And I totally remember that video and the first follower and everything. That we, yeah, totally remember that. Um, okay. Yes. So Monica, thank you so much for being with us today. One of our co-hosts, our very own, um, being interviewed. And we really appreciate all that you've shared with us. Definitely reach out to Monica if there are show notes for these things. Your email's going in it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so thank you everybody who was listening and hopefully we'll catch you next time. See you later.